Welcome to Vital Stories, the official podcast of the Green Spa Network, where we will hear ideas and stories from environmental leaders and industry experts whose insights can help inspire us to take steps in our lives and businesses in support of vital people and vital planet. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, share, and review. And don't forget to visit us at greenspanetwork.org to join a spa and wellness community that cares. I'm Joanna Roach, the Executive Director of the Green Spa Network. Thank you for tuning in to Vital Stories, which is brought to you in part by Nantucket's NPR station, WNCK 89.5, home of our sister show, Balancing Act. In today's episode, we're talking with Sarah Rose, Global Educator for the Creme Collective. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. I am thrilled to have you and to have a long conversation about clean beauty advocacy. <laughs> so, <laughs> usually I talk to people off the bat about, you know, their connection to Nantucket. So, how did you get connected to Nantucket? Yeah, so last summer I spent the majority of the summer here. Um, I'd been working for Fulane since April 2015, and of course they have the location here seasonally every summer. I think this is their fifth summer. Mm -hmm. um, but I was lucky enough to join the team here for the summer last year, and I love the island. It was nice to take a step away from New York City for a couple of months and kind of slow down the pace and breathe some fresh air and spend some time in nature. And having spent so much time in Vermont, I was really feeling deprived of that in New York, so it was so nice to be here. And um, it's great to be back and visit with friends and old memories. So Aww. thank you. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. So you're in for the weekend to do an event at Folane. Yes, I'm here for the weekend to do two events. Um, there's a new shop that opened up here called Olivella, and they are projected to be the next Net-A-Porter. And they're really focused on luxury online retail for good. So um, any purchase that you make, there's a certain percentage that actually goes to a charitable cause. Um, and we have a couple of our brands that we represent within Creme Collective there. So online, they carry three, which is Patika, which is a Parisian brand. We have the Beauty Chef, which is an ingestible bio-fermented superfood blend, and that's from Australia. That's a cool one. Mm -hmm. And then they have Joanna Vargas, which is a beautiful skincare brand by a celebrity esthetician. Um, so we're doing... An event there tomorrow with face masks and the beauty chef sampling. And then on Sunday, I'm so excited to be back in the Folane store here. Um, and we're doing one-on-one -on -one consultation. So, um, and we have an appointment together. Yes, so do. I'm so excited I'm, to. I'm excited to come in and work with you. Do some makeup therapy. Um, so Folane, just so people listening can understand, is really a store that focuses on clean beauty. Yeah, and they have the strictest standards and a really incredible business plan. So what they've done is they have assessed the entire clean beauty industry as a whole and put together a portfolio that just features the rock star products in each category. So they really narrow it down. And I think the most beautiful part about that is that it's guaranteed success for the consumer. Mm -hmm. And with such a saturated industry at this point, I mean, five years ago, there were like maybe 10 brands who were doing it really well. Well, now there's like 70 mm -hmm. brands doing it really well. So how do you then guarantee success when shopping in this space that 
you know, is, you know, there's all of these misconceptions when shopping in clean beauty. People think it's not going to work. They think oils break out their skin, etc. So someone had to be the expert and be like, listen, these products work. And we're so excited to offer them to you. And their team is so educated. Mm-hmm. So they do a really, really great job of not only narrowing down the portfolio, but having a really amazing team and business plan. And being able to speak about each product, I think, from a yeah. point of knowledge is really beneficial to the consumer. Totally. I mean, when I was working there, that was the most exciting part. Was mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of a nerd. I studied safe cosmetics within my, within my environmental studies degree, but... Using education as a platform for social change and getting to speak with all of the makers of the brands and learning more and diving into their stories behind the brands and then each product was one of the most exciting things about my start in the clean beauty industry. So how how did you get started? How did you choose this? Yeah. Um, I'd like to say it chose me, honestly. Um, I truly feel like I was born to do this and... I feel so privileged to be able to exercise my vision and my preferences. And um, I really think that it comes from a personal place where I loved beauty growing up and I grew up performing and beauty was fun at that point. It was transformative. It was a bunch of women in a room getting ready for a show and it was beautiful and supportive. And um, then when I got to college, I realized that my relationship with beauty had changed and from an emotional standpoint. So it went from being fun to being something that I was completely reliant on. And as I started diving deeper into um, public health and mental health awareness and um, social stigmas and you know feminism, I started understanding the media's role in creating this construct of beauty. And I felt really deeply affected by it. And I thought, if I was feeling affected by it, then there are probably so many other women who are feeling affected by this really high social construct of beauty, right? Mm -hmm. So I started working in the beauty industry and I was kind of just approaching it from an emotional standpoint, trying to support women instead of breaking them down. And through that, I started understanding more of the complexities behind an unregulated beauty industry. So then within my environmental studies degree at University of Vermont, I kind of shifted focus and I knew that I needed to start addressing things physically, not just emotionally. So um, I embarked on this journey to really unpack how the beauty industry got this way um, in terms of the unregulated state of ingredients, Mm -hmm. um, but also messaging. So I then um, interned for Tata Harper and then found Lane, and I think it was there that I really found my voice because prior to that, my employers, because I was working in the conventional industry, had told me that, you know, talking about clean beauty was a fireable offense because it went against what they were selling. Of course, it makes sense, but um, my voice was stifled for a long time. So being able to find that platform and create the foundation where I'm really, truly able to help people um, is a really big deal. And now I'm doing that um, as Creme Collective's global educator, and I travel about 85% of the time all over the country and meet so many people, and I feel so, so fortunate to share that mission. Mm-hmm. Mm. So tell us about some of the brands within Creme Collective that sure. you really love. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So 
to give you a little bit of background on Creme Collective, we are a clean beauty and wellness brand management agency. And we do everything from concept to counter and beyond. <coughs> so that means anything from product development to branding to building websites um, to primary and secondary packaging. And then we have an amazing sales team where we deliver these brands once they're polished and ready for the market. Um, and we get them into stores. And then once they're in stores, we then go out and support them with events and education. So um, we started just with about 10 brands in the collective. And those brands change as the brands grow. So um, one of the first brands we worked with was May Lindstrom, and we've worked with many since then. Um, but the brands within our collective right now are really incredible brands. We have Lord Jones, which is a CBD um, wellness brand, and that focuses on delivering wellness in the form of calming and anti-inflammatory CBD. So this can be either um, muscular or um, internal. Internal, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like anxiety, sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and CBD is like the hottest thing on the market these days. It's magic. Yeah. Honestly, it just... It helps with everything. Um, it is really transformative. And whether it's people with neurological disorders or um, seizures or migraines or just people like you and I who have anxiety or tension or, um, you know, pain, maybe we sleep on our neck wrong, but that kind of stuff still affects us in our daily. So if we're, you know, trying to optimize who we are, I think CBD is a really great non-pharmaceutical way to do so. Right. And, and again, so people listening understand, CBD oil doesn't have the active ingredient THC. Right. So it's non-psychoactive. It's non-euphoric. Kind of just melts away any stress or tension and makes you feel like you. Um, and a lot of people expect to feel something. So they're kind of disappointed when they don't feel something. But I think that's kind of the magic of it. It's more universal for that reason. Right. Um, so we have Lord Jones. We have Patika, which is an amazing Parisian brand. Um, it kind of combines pure and active botanicals with performance. And they have they were the first eco-certified brand. Mm -hmm. And we brought them to the U.S. So um, that was really cool. And then we have Joanna Vargas. And we have a brand called Ko, which focuses entirely on body products. So they have um, four or five products in the line. And... They have really amazing actives, hyaluronic acid, copper, all of these amazing ingredients that really restore the unique um, tissue of the skin on, mm -hmm. the, on our body. And then we have Vapor Organic Beauty, which is an amazing makeup line. And this is one of the brands that we'll be featuring at the Full Lane event. And then we have Carrie Gran. She's amazing. She's from Seattle. Her line is like the little black dress of skincare. It's so amazing. And then we have Ritual Diffie. Everyone remembers their first experience with Ritual Diffie because it's the first clean makeup line that really took a risk with color. So they have really high intensity pigments. They're a little bit on the edgier side. It's created by three sisters who are all creatives. Two of them are makeup artists. And they're inspired by the kind of like spellbinding ritual of potion making. Mm. And everything's still hand poured and... The colors are amazing, and they do all of their creative and marketing um, in-house. So take a look at their Instagram. It's pretty unbelievable. Okay. Um, 
And then we just launched a brand new program called Creme Crush. So crush is a term for a nursery. Um, you'll see crushes in the um, animal kingdom, penguins, where um, a couple adult penguins will take care of the entire um, younger group. And it's like a little it's, nest. Yeah, it's a nest. It's a collective. It's um, beautiful. So we are launching 20 brands, soon to be 20 brands, um, within the crush. And there are either brands who haven't fully launched onto the market. Maybe they're newer. Maybe they're international. Um, or maybe they just have, like, a couple of SKUs. But um, we're really showcasing them in a big way and bringing them onto the market. And that's really exciting. And so the thing that ties all these brands together is the clean ingredients. Clean ingredients, yeah, for sure. Um and we know that there are many different spectrums of clean, of course. Yes. Folane is the safest the version of, of clean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think someone needs to be the, the authority. So that's amazing. Um, and then there's people who want clean but still want performance. So mm-hmm. there's brands that kind of combine the two worlds um, and they won't have any of the um, – concerning ingredients in it but they will have some really high impact ingredients Mm -hmm. um i like that's a nice way to describe it high impact yeah and i think well i think that this is you know i think i read something recently that said the u.s hadn't passed any cosmetic regulations in something like 80 years yeah okay so this is what kills me so the entire cosmetic industry is regulated off of a one and a half page sheet of regulation from 1938 okay so yeah yeah yeah. you're exactly right Mm -hmm. so that's that's crazy and you know the fda is in the pockets of the petrochemical industry so it's hard to make legislative change right um it's really really hard so what we're seeing happen is really passionate change makers creating these beautiful brands with safe ingredients Mm -hmm. and they won't compromise their integrity because they truly care right and the demand becomes consumer driven exactly right and the clean beauty industry is the fastest growing right. sector of the yes. industry so yes. it's a really exciting time for clean beauty it for is sure. a very exciting time and i think that people are becoming informed yeah. right about you know poor ingredients totally yeah i completely agree people are becoming more informed they are taking um, a front seat in their lives and in their journey in health and wellness and that's so cool to see yeah. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the introduction of technology, too. Like, we're so distanced from authentic human connection that we're also using our voting dollars to complement a brand that's been created by an individual who put their passion into something. So that's, I think, like, maybe a perk of, you know, mm-hmm. the introduction of so much technology. But um, I think it's cool that we're finding new ways to connect. Yes. I agree with you. I agree with you. So what are, if someone is looking at sort of trying some brands that are representative of clean beauty, what are some ingredients that people should steer clear of? So there's a couple ways that I like to do it. And this is like the quick and dirty consumer friendly way. Um, There are a couple of resources that I love. There's Think Dirty, Mm -hmm. which is an app and you can scan barcodes and it is a really great way to help guide you through the aisles of a more conventional drugstore, or if you're just kind of doing your research online. 
Um, and then there's the Environmental Working Group's Skin Deep database. And I absolutely love that database because there's so much information. Um, so those are two resources that I use or I, that I recommend mm -hmm. um, for people to use to guide their journey. And then other kind of tips and tricks of like, how do I determine if something is clean or dirty? Dirty, in yes. quotes. Um, if you just simply flip the bottle around, ignore any marketing, ignore any plants on the packaging, ignore any claims to natural or organic because people can make, make whatever claims, whatever they, claims want. they want, really. It's like the wild, wild west. Yes. Um, so turn the, turn the box around, turn the bottle around, start reading the ingredients. If you can't read or pronounce a lot of the ingredients, it's a really good way to determine. Um, also, anything that is based in water. So if water is the first ingredient, it's going to have to have a preservative system because water breeds bacteria. Yeah. So um, I personally like my products to be oil-based, and in which case it will likely be 100% natural in that case. Um, you know, some people aren't quite there with oils, so I totally get it, and there are ways to have a water-based product and still be shelf-stable and still, um, you know, last and work. But, again, if water is the first ingredient, just spend a little bit more time using a critical eye. What about the certifications? Yeah, so... Are there any that are super important? Or are there any that are meaningful? That is a really, really good question. And I think it depends who you ask, and I'm a little bit... I think I might have a different perspective on this than a lot of people. Um, but the certifications don't mean as much to me, sadly, because they're really cost prohibitive. So for a lot of people who are still doing things really, really well, you know, clean beauty is just getting its start. So they don't have a ton of funding to get those certifications that the larger organizations or I find that, you know, the certifications themselves are just not stringent enough. I agree with that. Yeah. Right. And they're misleading. Yeah. Like, just because something is cruelty-free does not mean that it's non-toxic. Right. Just because something's vegan doesn't mean it's non-toxic. And I think people convolute these terms because there's so much. Of course they're going to be confused. So then it's about introducing the right information and breaking it down in a tangible way and a digestible way. And I think that's really my interest as an educator is breaking it down as simply as possible so that people understand and grasp this concept because right. it needs to be here to stay. Yeah, and I think you also have to look at how some of the ingredients are sourced and where mm -hmm. they're sourced from and have those crops been sprayed with something. I mean, there's totally. you can really do a deep dive into what am I putting on my face. Totally. So, yeah, actually there is a couple that mean something to me. Um, the EcoCert is the U is the European yes. standard. Um, and that's been around since 2005. Again, Patika yeah. was the first brand to ever be eco-certified in 2005. And they are really stringent. So they hold everyone accountable for everything, every single layer, every single ingredient, every single um, packaging, both primary and secondary. So they're making sure that it's not only the skincare brand that's doing their job and holding themselves accountable, but they need all of their producers of the ingredients to be holding themselves accountable too. So that means something to me. And the European Union has banned 1,400 ingredients from their market, period. So they've already done a really good job of screening 
Um, so EcoSur is like this step ahead of that. So right. those definitely mean something to me. Right. And this brand that I was talking about before, KO, they have the really advanced body line. They operate on European ingredient standards. So mm-hmm. they won't use any of the 1,400 ingredients mm-hmm. that are banned on the European market. So um, I think people are starting to look at Europe as a well, they're leaders in this, right? For they, sure. Their their food production is very different than ours, and yeah. they they deal with far more stringent regulations around what's allowed in their water supply yeah. and food supply. Totally, so it's true. It's true. They're great, but I think we'll see more um, certifications come through that are more accessible for the smaller players. That's good. That's good. I hope it's good. Yeah. And for those of you listening, you can go to the Environmental Working Group. What is that list called? The clean? Um, they have a specific. Do they? I think so. Yeah. Or And there's also um, Safe Cosmetics, a campaign for Safe campaign Cosmetics. Campaign for Safe Cosmetics is great. Yes. Yeah, that's a fabulous resource. Right. So you can learn from either of those two organizations. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And Fulane's website, too, they have the, a restricted substances list if you want something that's like really stringent. So, mm-hmm. um, And that's right on their website, too. Mm-hmm. They're a great resource. It makes a lot of sense. So, so you really are a passionate advocate for all of this. Yeah, it's like problematic sometimes. <laughs> like when I'm like out in a social setting, someone's like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Do you have a couple days?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's really my favorite question to ask. So, what's your favorite product? Oh goodness, um, honestly, right now, Lord Jones. I'm all about it. Um, I recently had a little bit of a skin rash and used Lord Jones and overnight it completely changed my skin and provided a level of therapy that I wasn't expecting. And this was a rash that I unfortunately had to get like steroids for and um, antibiotics and those didn't work nearly as well wow. as the Lord Jones lotion. Wow. So it's That's pretty, great. yeah, That's pretty great. insane. That's great. Yeah. What do you do to stay balanced in this work? Well, oh, that's a that's a big question to unpack, but um, I'll try to take a stab at it. I try not to put too much pressure on myself to be perfect 100% of the time because I think what's happening is that, like, I don't think perfectionism ex- exists and there's really no limit to it, right? So if clean beauty or wellness seems too high of a standard to achieve, People aren't going to convert and I need to be a role model, right? So I need to be realistic about what works for me and what doesn't. And I also think if something stresses you out so much to convert off of, then like that oxidative stress is probably doing more harm on your body than like the alternative. So um, just not being too hard on myself, I think. I think that is great advice, Sarah Rose. Because yeah, everyone else is so hard on us. And truly, True. like, we're there's no one else looking out for ourselves like we can. So, yeah, I think that's the way. First step to self-care. Oh, 100%. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. It's it was been a pleasure. pleasure. Pleasure talking with you. Vital Stories is supported in part by Eminence Organic Skin Care, a certified B Corporation and maker of professional skincare products crafted from premium, natural, organic, and biodynamic ingredients.